Hi there, I'm Lisa Kapala with my friend Brad McKenna. Hello. This is our podcast WCTV does called Bridging the Digital Divide in partnership with our friends at the library. We're doing something a little different today. This is our season two closeout. So this is season two, episode 20. 20. Dun, dun, dun. Usually when we do that, we like to do something a little unusual. So if you're watching this on TV, you'll be seeing it in video. And if you're listening to it, you won't see the video. <laughs> but either way, we are here. So today we're going to talk about remote learning. What do you think about that? Uh, I am very unfamiliar with it. Yes. I have had one class online, that's it. So I'm wow. interested to see you know, how the pros do it. All right. Well, we have some brave students with us. We have Jen Tucci, Shawshin Tech graduate, going to U New Haven. Woohoo! Correct? Yeah. Next to her in the middle, we have Amelia Spina. She is going into the 11th grade at Lowell Catholic, correct? Yes. Yes. And then on the end, we have Leanne Jurgens, and you are going into the 10th grade at Wilmington High. Great. So we have a different, whole different group here, which is good. We're going to see what we can find out. Mm -hmm. So I guess the first thing I'd like to do is find out a little bit about you guys. So Jen, can you tell me how many kids are in your family? How many laptops did you have at home? <laughs> or did you use maybe a monitor? I'd like to get a sure. little background. Okay, so I'm an only child and um, I live with a single parent and he was at work all the time. So I had to teach myself everything. Wow. We have one laptop in the house and I just had to figure out everything on my own, basically. Right? Okay, yeah. we're gonna come back to that, fascinating. <laughs> and Amelia, what about your situation? So we have two kids in my family, but my brother is, he graduated last year, so he did not have to worry about balancing anything with online learning. Right. My mom was home the entire time, she's a oh. professor, so she had to worry, so we kind of, we have, all of us have laptops. So we just spread out, go into different rooms, close the door, and went with it. Interesting. And Leanne, what about your situation? So I have an older brother, Sam, who's going to be a senior this year. So he's a junior this year. And I have one laptop that's mine. And if that like ran out of battery or anything, I could have my mom's. Right? Okay. So it sounds like some of you had challenges and some maybe it was a little less bumpy. Yeah. Brad, mm -hmm. anything you'd like to ask the ladies? Uh, what kind of laptops did you use? So we'll start with you. I have a MacBook Pro. And Amelia? I stuck with my Chromebook. That's our school oh, standard. Oh, Chromebook. Yep. <laughs> and Leanne. I also have a Chromebook that I need for school. So. Okay. So That's, that works for you. The school stuff is really good. It's really interesting. Not every, not every school system does it, but you guys provided with the, the hardware, right? Mm -hmm. That's, it's great. So the schools gave you? Not me. You had no. your own, <laughs> yeah. right? But you two had Chromebooks from the schools? Yeah. Yeah. My school, we were just required to get it. But oh, you had to buy it yourself? Yes. But since that was a requirement from the start, it wasn't anything new when remote learning happened. Okay. So let's go back to when remote learning started. How did you find out this was going to be a thing? And how did you feel about it? So my school was not prepared for this at all. Um, Good old Shawshin <laughs> Tech, my alma yeah. mater, okay. Exactly, so in the beginning they gave us optional assignments online because you can't require everyone to do online assignments. You can't assume that everyone has access. So we started for a few weeks, optional assignments, and then we progressed into having assignments due at the end of the week. Right. Yeah. So what's interesting for you is the shop piece. Yes. Because the tech is half academics one week. That's your, you know, your math and your English. And then you have your shop of choice. What was your shop? My shop was graphic communications. <laughs> really? Okay. So how did you do the shop piece online? So 
It was a lot of like worksheets and stuff. We really, because my shop is very hands-on, right. it's like half graphic design, which is good online if you have the programs. And then half of it is like production stuff, like screen printing, embroidery. So right. obviously you can't do that. Correct. <laughs> from home. So we just got a lot of like worksheets and stuff. Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to ask you a very interesting question in sure. a moment after I ask Amelia, <laughs> when you found out about this online learning thing, what did you think? I was honestly excited because I, we kind of saw it coming. It had been, you know, it was, it was going to happen. And so the school was surprisingly prepared. We left Friday. We were back in school Monday online, followed a daily schedule the entire time. So I was in my chair on my computer at 7.50 in the morning. I didn't leave until 2.10, so... Such a good student. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but do you think that the reason why it might have been a speck easier for you is because you have a smaller class size, I'm guessing? We do. Right? My grade total is 97 students, and I think we're the, currently the largest one in the school, so it only gets smaller as you go up. So I think for the seniors, the juniors, it was even less. And you already had the basis of everyone has a Chromebook. All the teachers know how to use Zoom. We started that two days before we left. And that was a discussion. We said, okay, we're gonna figure out how to use Zoom. Wow. And so it was it was a much easier transition. We had no, you know, two week period of what are we gonna do? How is this gonna work? It was here we go. Just get sink going. or swim. Yeah. All right. And Leanne, how do you feel you were prepared for mm -hmm. that? When it first was coming, what did you think? So it was totally unexpected for me and most people in my school. We started with a they said we were just going to have two days off to clean the school, and then it turned out to be this entire period. So right. at first I was like, oh, that's great. We have two days off. We must do whatever. <laughs> and then I realized that we actually have you know, all this time off. Yeah. So our school was a lot like the Shoshin Tech where we had like a trial period for about like a month where we just kind of had assignments that were optional that could boost your grade. But then as we headed into the fourth quarter, our school's four quarters, we had like actual assignments that were due at the end of the week and then weekly optional Zoom meetings. All right, here's my big question. Did you feel gypped? Yes. <laughs> How so? Um, well, now that I'm going into college and I'm taking harder classes, I feel like I didn't learn everything I needed to learn for college and mm. I feel ill-prepared and like I took calculus senior year and I need to take calculus for college, so I'm not as prepared as I would have liked to have been. How do you know that you're not as prepared? Do you just feel not as prepared? If you had taken calculus in a traditional classroom, what would have made it better? Um, I just know that we would have gotten to more topics. I mean, my math teacher was very adaptive. She made videos, notes, and she was probably handled it the best, I think. But you missed that whole, can I ask you a question, yes. come over and help me. That's yes. almost impossible, right, when yeah. you're doing Zoom. I mean, you can exactly. still speak back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. Did you feel gypped at all in any way? Not even a little bit, honestly. <laughs> That's good. We were, it was the same thing. It was regular school, just online. So okay. I feel like some of the things we were going to watch, like we read the book, First They Killed My Father, and we were going to watch the movie in school together. We didn't do that. But that's not a huge loss. It's not something I feel right. I needed to. And you can watch it on Netflix exactly. anytime. And, it's, the, right? and the book is always better. Exactly. So I'm really not missing out on much in any way. I know my chemistry teacher said that we completed everything that was in our curriculum for the year and we're able to get past more. Okay. So I think for us it was 
kind of the regular sailing. Yeah. Good for you. And you, young lady, do you feel gypped? A little bit. So yeah. for my like English class, we were able to have like weekly Zoom meetings and we were able to really like discuss the books that we were reading and really like talk about it for about an hour. But for my math class, we would only have maybe like five, ten minute Zoom meetings and we'd kind of just quickly discuss like the worksheet or topic we were learning about. And I just know that in school, I just got a better learning experience. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, I think my teachers definitely did as much as they could. Right. And it was also kind of like in your own hands what your experience was. Mm -hmm. um, if you really took the time to send an email to your teacher to participate in those Zoom meetings, then you probably would get more out of it than True. someone else would. Do you think that it made you grow up faster, that you had to be more independent, that you yeah. now had to make sure those assignments were in and all of that? Yeah, I definitely think it helped because now I'm going to have to do that in college and it's a little bit more independent there where right. so you yeah. have to make sure you get it in on time. So there's your silver lining, a yes. little bit prepared. And Amelia, for you? It was, that's kind of the nature of my school as a whole. Right. And I even, I think it did not make us grow up faster. It kind of gave us a little bit of a grace period. Our guidance counselors were huge on the, if you need extra time, send us an email. If you are overwhelmed, send us an email. They gave us Fridays as a half day instead of a full day. So it was, it was honestly easier than regular school was and more relaxed compared to what we usually did. Okay. So it wasn't... Interesting. And what about for you? Did you feel a lot more pressure to get things done on time and to be the one who's actually mm -hmm. doing all of that? Um, not really, honestly, because like I just had so much extra free time, so much more time to get my work done. Because right. again, we'd only have one assignment per class we had to turn in by the end of the week, where usually, you know, we have a lot more. So it wasn't that bad, in my opinion. I had so much more time to do like leisurely activity. I was able to walk my dog every day for a while. Like I was able to read. I was able to just kind of have my own time. Okay. So. Let's talk about hardware, Brad. Let's see what they had for trouble at home with the internet, my favorite. <laughs> so how was, the, how was your bandwidth? I mean, did you have any buffering issues or anything? We didn't do video calling oh, at all. Yeah, oh, so I didn't get to see my teachers or classmates or anything really. Oh. A little bit here and there, but we didn't, it wasn't required at all. Okay, and for you? For me, we were on Zoom every day, so it was bad on the Chromebook, but I have, I'm lucky enough to have an iPad that I was okay. able to use. So zooming from there was a lot smoother. Um, I think a lot of problems that we had as a school was just if everyone has their cameras and microphones on, you're not getting through. Nothing is gonna get through. Yeah. Even having all cameras on and no sound, it too slowed much. down the zoom way too much. So How many people were in those meetings? Um, my biggest one was about 25 of us, but I've, we have a lot of smaller classes yeah, being yeah. a smaller school, but even those, and even if you got later in the day, so compared to 7.50 in the morning to 11, was a very different story just through Zoom. Wow. And for you? There's definitely lag like when we go on. And I think that's why a lot of teachers avoided trying to do like long Zoom calls because they knew that it was just going to start lagging. But overall, it wasn't horrible. It was just, you know, if you miss something, you'd have to text your friend and be like, hey, what did, you know, blah, 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 just say. So. Right. Okay. Did you find it distracting watching all the faces on Zoom while you were, no, you, your school didn't do as much Zoom? Whose school didn't do? Mine. Yours. So then you can't answer that question. Right? Well, we'll move on to Amelia. Did you find it distracting with all those heads on the screen? 
It was, especially when you're on Zoom at 7.50 and you have kids in bed. You have kids <laughs> playing with their dog. You have the dog sitting there. You know, it was very, you're kind of looking at all the things. Who's doing what? Who's here? Who's not here? So in that sense it was, mm. but I also had a lot of teachers that just said, turn off the cameras. We're not doing that. I kind of like that idea. Yeah. yeah. So that was, then there's no room for distraction. Right. In that and how sense. about you? Any distractions or problems with <laughs> looking at all the Zoom faces? Yeah. So in the beginning, everyone had their cameras on, but again, people were in bed. People were just, you know, like talking to their siblings while like the Zoom was going on. So by the end, our teachers didn't really enforce it, so no one had their cameras on. Um, so by the end, it was fine. So that's interesting because without a camera, how would the teacher even know you were truly there, mm -hmm. yeah? I mean, you guys are all honest, and I'm sure you were all there. <laughs> but you have to wonder, and because people could turn in the assignments, maybe they didn't watch some of the classwork. We may never know. Mm -hmm. Right. What do you think about um, Chromebook as opposed to what she said about iPad? So it's really interesting. Like I have a Chromebook uh, myself, and I've been having issues with Zoom on the Chromebook. So I think it's something to do with the architecture of the operating system because I don't have any problems on a, uh, I have a Windows laptop as well. No problems on that as well. I think if you want to get into like conspiracy theories here, you have Google Meets is the equivalent of Zoom. So why would Google make a competitor product work good when they have something that they Makes can sense. use? Makes sense. Makes sense. You know, I don't know. It might just not be like an intentional, you know, thumbing their nose at somebody else. It may just be the way that application was developed mm -hmm. might work better on the operating system. Okay. Did you ever try remote learning on your phones? Did you do that? I don't think so. No. no. Everybody used something like a monitor or something like an iPad. Okay. Here's my favorite. What about the social piece? Did you miss everybody? Yes, it was very lonely. Yeah. I was home alone yeah. all day. And then just having to entertain yourself and motivate yourself to actually do the work was right. definitely very difficult. But that's going to help you so much for college. So again, yeah. for you, that's a good silver lining. You had to learn to make yourself do it. Yes, right? absolutely. And Amelia, what about for you? Because you have a couple kids in the family, right? Yes, my yeah. older brother was there the entire time. My mom was home the entire time. So we were kind of joking. We were made for quarantine. We were fine. <laughs> my mom's my best friend. Like, I can say that and be okay with it. So it was kind of nice to, you know, see my mom every day because right. normally it's I leave, I go to school, she leaves, she goes to work, and we'll see each other at 6 o'clock when we're having dinner. Right. So it was in that sense it was nice. And having FaceTime as a resource I was on FaceTime with my friends all day, the entire time. So okay. I didn't lose the social piece that I wanted. I maybe lost the kids that I'm not as fond of in right. that sense. Right. You know, I was kind you get of, that. I could be very selective with who I talked to and who I was around. So in that sense, I didn't, I don't feel like I lost a ton. Okay, and you? Yeah, it was definitely like weird because I played two sports and I was planning I was on playing third. I was going to ask you about that. Yeah, so it was really like weird just going from being busy every single day, talking to your friends every single day to just nothing. But as Amelia was saying, like having FaceTime, having text messages, it's so easy to talk to people. And I go between two houses. My parents are separated, so I had like a little change of scenery, so it wasn't just like the same place all the time, so it was good. Okay. What did you miss the most? From school? Yeah. Um... Seeing my teachers and friends, extracurriculars. Sure, how about having to make your own lunch every day? <laughs> right? You had yeah. to do that. You know, all these things at home that you had to do that normally you would just go to the calf or yeah. maybe hang out with the kids in the quad, right? How about you, Amelia? 
Um, I would definitely say friends, teachers. I have very close relationships with a lot of my teachers. So when it comes to an essay, I didn't have a teacher to go to. Right. So I definitely missed kind of the extra resources that came with being oh. in school. Okay. And for you, big piece had to be the sports piece. Yeah, sports, clubs, extra, yeah. All definitely. of that stuff. Mm -hmm. Okay, so let's say the powers that be that are going to make social learning happen coming up. And they're asking you what you think they should do to make it good for all the students. What would you tell them? Oh, man, I don't know. I know. That's a good one, right? <laughs> I have no idea. Um, I don't know. I just think we'll be a little bit more prepared for that now, now that we've kind of had a trial run that either went smoothly or didn't. Right. I think we that was kind of like the test subject because now this upcoming year, most people are online. I don't think I know anyone that's fully in class right so I don't know what I'd change but okay what about you Amelia what would you change or um, what would you tell them that they should look out for to make the experience better for students yeah I think a lot of communication with students is definitely something that would be helpful because you're kind of you have all this stuff being thrown at you right and so I did have some teachers that did surveys what works for you do you want the assignments at the end of the class period at the end of the day at the end of the week and I feel like because everyone's so different, to have those discussions would be really helpful. Okay. So then for different learners, for different classes, you know, it might be easier in chemistry than it is in English. And to kind of figure out those little kinks of it, mm -hmm. that might be helpful. I'm thinking smaller class size. I keep hearing you saying about how you're fortunate enough that your school mm -hmm. is a smaller class size. So that might be a piece that would help yeah. less distraction. And we definitely yeah. want to keep the Zoom camera off. I think we've all decided <laughs> that, right? And what would you tell the powers that be? Because you're going right back into Wilmington. So yeah. you have a chance here. <laughs> I, they're thinking about doing hybrid. And so we're still going to have a little bit of online. So I'm thinking that they should do pre-recorded online, like just like videos, like they can post on Google Classroom a video of them teaching a lesson, and then we can have our still like weekly Zoom meetings where we can ask questions, just so then we can still like have like that lecture type of learning. Interesting, so if they were to do it that way, that would mm -hmm. mean you would have one-stop shopping and you could do it whenever you wanted. Mm -hmm. So I'm a person who doesn't sleep really. So if I wanted to do calculus at 1 a.m., I guess I could <laughs> if they did it that way. So less structure, you think, might be a little better or a different way? So for me personally, it's like I'm pretty motivated and I spend like a lot of my time doing like work just like in school um, during the school year. But I know a lot of people aren't as motivated or maybe it's harder for them to pay attention. So that might be kind of difficult. But for me personally, it's not a big deal. Like I like having the freedom to choose when to do my like work. Okay. So it seems like nobody was depressed or upset about this because you know there's something they're saying about social uh, distance learning, remote learning, how it's making kids depressed. You guys didn't have any sadness or you weren't bummed out at all? I mean, there were definitely a lot of things I lost because I was a senior. I lost, you know, right. everything I had worked for the four years, you know, scholarship night, graduation. I was supposed to go to Italy on the senior trip mm -hmm. and so that there was a lot of disappointment for especially seniors losing right. out on everything you worked for. So I definitely think there's something to be said. Yes. Did you have a graduation? Uh, kind of. <laughs> well, so you so, went to the tech, so they yes. did it by shop. Yes. Right? And um, yeah, and you weren't allowed to like take pictures with friends or like celebrate with them. It was very like, you just walk across the stage and leave and it was just very sad. Kind of a letdown. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. 
Amelia, what do you think? Do you think that you could be depressing if someone didn't have all the uh, resources that you have? Yeah, I definitely think it could be, and especially for kids who might not have an established friend group yet. So the freshmen coming in, that's a huge loss. You miss out on you know, sitting with different people at lunch and trying to figure out who you're going to be friends with or right. talking to different people in your classes. So I do think in that sense, for maybe younger grades, it's a huge, huge loss, and it could definitely result in more loneliness and kind of sad feelings as right. a result. Right, because you were home a day, all day by yourself. Yes. You had your mom and your brother. Everything was happy and copacetic <laughs> over there, which we're glad for you. What did you face? Did you find times when you felt kind of blue or you just didn't feel like it? What yeah, definitely. Like? I think that everyone loves their routine, so just like not having that is really difficult, but at the end of the day, I think that like we're all in this together, so, and using technology, we were able to like still talk to people over FaceTime, still text people. I so. know, because imagine if this had happened, say, 15 years ago. First of all, you guys wouldn't be born yet, but <laughs> if this had happened and we didn't have Zoom, Zoom yeah. what would we have done? Brad, from a technology standpoint. Oh, I guess it would have been email, yeah. a lot I mean, of email. The cloud storage was still popular, so you could still share and edit. You could do, you could collab work collaboratively, but it would be uh, a lot more asynchronous learning and a lot more. Ooh, what does that mean? So it's asynchronous. It sounds like what it, basically the model that you, they had, what that means is that you do the work at a different time from everybody else, and even when it's assigned. Mm -hmm. And so you don't have to worry about like synchronous learning is a classroom model, mm -hmm. right? So everybody's in there at the same time learning, theoretically learning the same stuff at the same time. So the asynchronous learning is uh -huh. you do it on your own time. There's also, they also have something, it sounded like the, the flipped classroom model where what that was is, or I guess it is, is they get assignments, they do it and then talk about the assignments instead of being taught the material and then doing the assignment. That before that, uh, before this whole thing happened, before Zoom became popular, that was something that people were looking at um, because of there's something called MOOCs, massively online open courses. Did you guys know about this? So it's something that happened <laughs> we'll like have to look 10, it up. <laughs> 10, 15 years ago, Harvard, Stanford, and MIT basically made their curriculum available online that you could do whenever you wanted. And then you could get you, you wouldn't really, it's not passing, right? Because so you're like proctoring the class maybe? Or you're, sort of, yeah. You're sitting if, in on the class yeah. to see if you so like it. Yeah, you so you do that coursework and then you get like a pass-fail grade or something like that. And so it's, you're open to a lot more things and mm. you're not limited by geography. You're not limited by money. Right. So it, it's interesting. I, I thought that the MOOCs would really take off excuse me, um, because of real estate prices for college, right? Tuition, I'm sure you know right now, <laughs> college yes. tuition is just astronomically ridiculous. So the MOOCs kind of make it cheaper because you don't have to have um, multiple classrooms to fill. You can have 10,000 people in the class where you'd only have like 30 chairs in a classroom. Right. So it gives you that option. But the distance thing, I think this is going to have a second, uh, a second wave of the MOOCs coming on is because you guys have just been guinea pigs to see like, where, what are the kinks? How do right. we make this work? Because before it was all opt-in. You do it yourself. And I think the dropout rate for the classes was like 95%. But that's when, when you're talking like 10,000 people sign up, that's still a large number of people. Mm. And so we'll see what happens in, in the future with it because this model is, is what they were kind of basing it on. Cool. Did you feel like you were afraid to go to school and you were safer being home? Did you feel that No, way? I don't feel that way. It was a little scary at the beginning because my school, like, 
waited to make a decision and we didn't know if we had school the next day or they called it off for a week and we didn't like a virus isn't going to pass in a week so right. like, what's so they had to happen? figure everything out <laughs> yeah. especially with the shop piece figuring yes. out how to split that and still give you the hands-on learning right yeah you know so now that they're going to do this hybrid situation you're going to have some hands-on learning and some not did it scare you thinking about going to school when this all happened and were you glad to be home? Yeah, I'm kind of facing that more now than mm. I was in March because that's that's the choice I have to make by tonight. Right. I have to tell them, am I going to stay at home or am, am I going to be entirely in person? And it's definitely the question of you can only really control what you do. Right. And I can't guarantee that my friends have been safe this entire time and right. that there's that not that risk factor walking right at me <laughs> like you know right. I don't want to put anyone else in danger I don't want to put myself in danger so in that sense I'm grateful that we were entirely at home from March to June because it it eliminated everyone else's decisions on top of my own right. you know personal responsibility to be safe for other people okay and what mm -hmm. about you definitely yeah in the beginning I was really glad that we didn't have school I think it was for the best. In the school. You still yeah. had school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm glad about that. And then for like this upcoming fall, I'm going to be going back hybrid if it ends up, I don't know yeah, what will happen. Know. There's so But if you had a choice, it would mm -hmm. be you're going to do some remote and some in the school. Yeah. All right. Moms and dads and stuff, what have they been saying about all this? What did your parents or your family say about going to school, not going to school, the future. What kinds of conversations have you had at home? Okay, well, my school, I am going back and doing hybrids, and it is a little worrisome. Like, I'm going out of state, um, I have to get tested and everything, and it is kind of worrisome going, moving to a different state in the middle yeah. of a pandemic. Um, but I am glad to be leaving. Right, of course. <laughs> yeah. The next chapter in your life, and at least you get to do it. Yeah, you know? and my school didn't give me an option to stay home and go online, and they also did not lower tuition to be half online. Wow. Yeah, so. Well, we're going to have to talk to them about <laughs> that. Aren't we? Yeah. But were your mom or dad or your close family members, were they talking to you about how you felt about it? Did you have dinnertime conversations about what all this means? Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, it was crazy. I had a conversation with my dad because I ended up going back to work in May and I work at Starbucks. I'm a barista, so working with customers right. and that kind of risk that's associated with that. Sure, and wearing a mask the whole time, yes. which is a challenge, yes. right? And what about you? Did your family have conversations about where you're leaning towards yeah. and, and how did you feel about all that? So both of my parents are on the older side, um, so they're in the high risk factor and so in that sense my mom had respiratory issues growing mm. up and so it was more okay this is beyond just what you want to do it's are you putting am I putting my mom at risk by going right. back to school am I putting my mom at risk I, by getting a job like and so in that sense it, it was a huge conversation so I, you had to give more thought to things that normally yeah. would just be a thing yeah mm. it's normally I want to do it I'm gonna do it like <laughs> right. you know not to sound you know, like a brat or anything. Yeah, no, because, you're a kid. But it's, yeah. <laughs> it's all good. You know, normally it's even with my parents, like, okay, you want to get a job, let's do that. You want to go to school, let's do that. And right. now it's, well, are you going to go to your aunt's house and put her at risk? So, a lot of things to consider. Yeah. yeah. So, you do the split house situation. Mm -hmm. How is that 
when you go to one house, certain rules, when you go to another house, certain rules. How'd you feel about that? Were you scared? Well, both my parents like have been working like in person this entire time. So it's definitely like scary because I don't want either of them to get sick and I don't want to get sick either. Um, and I don't want to spread it to anyone. Right. But like I haven't been seeing anyone. I've been really good about like if I do like wearing a mask, just following like what the government's telling us to do. So good for you. Yeah. So let me ask you this one. Some people think COVID's not a real thing, that it's not that serious. How do you feel about that? Um, I don't know. I mean, it's possible. It's improbable at most. Um, I think we should just trust the science. And yes, even if it is fake, I mean, what's the worst we're doing? Wearing a mask, being respectful, boundaries. Love it. Keeping our space from people. <laughs> Love that you said that. And what do you think? Some people say it's not real or it's you know yeah. they're telling us stuff that's not true what do you think i think until i have the degree where i can prove for myself that it's not <laughs> a thing it doesn't hurt me or anyone else to wear a mask to not go out to not be in groups of more than 10 people i think those are really small things and even if it is just a flu or something smaller than that you don't want to get the flu either so right. why not you know it's not it shouldn't take a pandemic and thousands of people dying and losing their lives to kind of care about the people around you and take that precaution I for other people. I love that you said that. That <laughs> is so nice. And how do you feel? Do you think it's, you know, a lot of hubbub or is it a real thing? What do you think? It's definitely real. I mean, we have to listen to scientists and we have to listen to facts. And I feel like everyone's suffering right now. I think that, you know, the nation is. I think that the government is. Like, I think that who would make this up? I don't, I don't. <laughs> This doesn't make sense There are to me. people who have some concerns about that, so I was interested to hear what you might have to say about that. Brad, anything from a technology standpoint that you want to ask our brilliant ladies today? Technology-wise, so um, I guess what, what operating system did you prefer before this? I mean, is this, has the pandemic changed the way you look at technology? I don't think so. We use uh, Microsoft Office instead of Google. I know you guys use Google. Um, I didn't see any problems with that other than like you guys use Google Classroom. You could like upload assignments. All of us were just emailing each other, which oh, can get kind of crazy. Yeah. So you guys don't didn't use like OneDrive or any of the Microsoft cloud storage stuff? Not really, no. Interesting. Ever, they just emailed us assignments. So you'd wake up Monday morning and there's like 20 emails. So fun. <laughs> yeah, And course. what about you to Brad's question? Yeah, I think everything's kind of the same. I'm more surprised by how poorly Chrome seemed to yeah. support Zooms and just the difference between Google Meet and Zoom. Yeah. So Have you used both? Yes. What do you prefer? Um, I think Zoom just for yeah. the fact that I know it more. Yeah, sure. I only had one class out of seven that used Google Meet, so it was a little bit, you know, and who knows what they're going to use now. Yeah. We yeah. don't even know yet what's yeah. going to happen. So, yeah. And how about you there? What did you um, think? So I've been using my Chromebook, I've been on Google, and it wasn't too difficult. I mean, in school, we kind of use them. So it's been all the same. You know, nothing's really changed. Um, I've been really thankful for technology. I've realized, you know, how much you use it and stuff. So Yes, and you're getting a great education that way. At least you're mm -hmm. learning more about that. Mm -hmm. All right, last question from me, and then we can do food for thought, okay? Do you think that in the future, people are going to look at your generation and say, those kids didn't learn as much as everybody that came before them. Are you worried that there's going to be a stigma because this pandemic, however long it goes on for, 
we did say we missed a few things and we had to work on some things. So do you worry that you're going to go to be hired and people are going to say, oh, she graduated in 2021, uh-uh. Are you worried about that? I'm not super worried about it. I think um, companies that we may work for are very lenient. They want us to understand technology and they want us to be familiar with it. And I think this would be a good gateway to that, to understanding like how to work online. I think they'd actually appreciate yes. that. And know? how to work independently yes. also, because you've had to do that. What would you say to that? Yeah, I think I definitely agree with Jen um, because we're in a technology age, so no matter where we go to work, we're gonna be using technology seriously and probably heavily and no matter what it is. And I think that Gen Z as a whole, we, we're all dealing with it. So if the colleges are already being more lenient with like taking the SAT and those types of things, right. I think what we know and we're capable will prove, speak for itself and will handle that, you know? I would hope that, you know, for someone like Jen who's still going to college, she's not really missing out on much. So I think in that sense, we've proven that we're still gonna plug along and keep going. So hopefully that'll be taken as something. <laughs> Excellent. And Leanne, what do you want to say to that? So I believe that like education is in your own hands. So even like outside the classroom, you can still get educated, you can still learn things. And so, yeah, we might not have had the typical classroom experience, but we've still been able to learn and better ourselves that way. Excellent. Brad, shall we give the food for thought? Sure. So I kind of get two of them because one's kind of a cheat, but it's technology, so there's no we such thing as a cheat. It. It's okay. All right. So the oldest remote learning course on record is from 1728. And that's because a guy named Caleb Phillips placed an advertisement in the Boston Gazette seeking students eager to learn shorthand through weekly mailed lessons. So it's wow. something called the correspondence course, and it still kind of exists, yeah. and it's just used as snail mail instead of email. Can you imagine waiting for your Weeks. stuff to Weeks. arrive? So a little wow. more on point here. So anybody that graduated in the 1700s probably wasn't going to get a good There's job. There's like three people that graduated in the 1700s. <laughs> right. So. right. And the next one? The more relevant one is in 1986, there was something called the Electronic University Network that did offer stuff online. It used um, DOS, which is an operating system that used to stand, it used to be QDOS, and it literally stands for Quick and Dirty Operating System, and it's what the original Windows was built on. Oh. So they used QDOS and Commodore 64 Oh, computers I the Commodore 64. To, to, to actually yeah. connect online. So 1986, so you're, you're in good company. <laughs> wow, fascinating. Can you tell the folks about our companion page? Sure. Those of you that have listened to our podcast know that we have a page that Brad constructs. It's got all kinds of fabulous extra information. So go ahead and tell So we ha it's wilmlibrary.org slash BDD, Bridging the Digital Divide. I think we, we want to, continue to start to talk, refer to yeah, it as BDD. Yeah, we were BDD. trying to call it BDD, it's but it's so slash BDD and the current show will be there and then you have a list of episodes on, on the left and there's also a form there so if you want us to cover something, let us know. Okay, and you'll put MOOCs on there? I will put MOOCs, yes. Because I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, MOOCs. I just like the sound of it. Yeah, it sounds good, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> Thank you ladies so much for being so candid with us. We do hope that you, all your dreams come true from a learning aspect and that everything's okay for you and we're glad you're safe. Anything final you'd like to say to the audience today? 
I've got nothing. All right. <laughs> Amelia. I think I have even less. <laughs> okay, and Leanne. I just want to shout out my brother Sam. He's going to be taking the SAT in a few weeks, applying Woo. to colleges. So I just want to say good luck, and you got this. Excellent. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for Brad and I. Thank you so much for watching and for listening to Bridging the Digital Divide. This has been Season 2, Episode 20. So the next time we're together, it'll be Season 3. Thanks so much. <laughs>